And I am back. Oh, boy, did I miss being on the radio. But you know what? Hanukkah, Hanukkah is such a, such a beautiful holiday because there's just only ways of serving Hashem in so many different ways. Just by feeling the Spirit, it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I hope everybody had a great Hanukkah. It's, it's still actually, well, no, it's done. <laughs> yeah, it came, it's, it, it's done. And I hope everybody took out of Hanukkah a good lesson, not just a good present, and had Simchat Hanukkah. Our number is 718-683-5858, And texting you at 347-927-8398. Tonight, I want to talk about what you got out of Hanukkah. What was, what did you get out of Hanukkah? Hi, you are on the air. Hello? How are you? Baruch Hashem. Um, you know, most people in the world are annoying. Sorry to tell you. Excuse me, most people in the world are what? Are very annoying. I'm sorry for you. I find yes, most people... Yes, it, well, it's true. I Does it make a difference if you're a psychologist or somebody? A lot of people are annoying. In this it, world. it depends. I think if the person gets annoyed... Can you lower the device to listen over there in the background, please? I know. It's hard. For me, it's hard. People are annoying. I try to ignore them, but sometimes can I you, ignore can them. Could you lower... Can you lower, got, can you got, lower, can you lower the radio in the background? Lower your radio, on, lower your radio in the background. It's hard to hear what you're saying. Um, sometimes when I don't when I ignore people, people get angry. Why are you ignoring me? And I start, start making a whole thing about it, a whole da da da. Okay, how can I help you though? I I, I have a problem. I get angry too fast. Me. So you know what? Can I make a suggestion to you? Yeah. Egeret Haramban. Are you familiar with Egeret Haramban? Ramban, yeah. Okay, the Egeret Haramban. If you read it every day, it's not so long. And get it in English. Read it every yeah. day after Davani. And it'll eventually okay. sink in. And you'll see. I used to get angry very easy. I used to get angry very easy. And I learned the Igarat Haramban and the Toma Devorah, the first Sha'ar. Every day yeah. I learned it for maybe three years. And eventually, even if in the beginning you don't agree with it because you're angry, eventually it makes sense. And the Kedushah, it sinks in. You will be surprised. It takes okay. a lot to get me angry. It does. And when I do get angry, I don't show it. I work on it. Because All right. Thank you very much. My name is Laser Diamond. Okay. Be matzliach, my friend. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. <laughs> I guess you're not. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how are you? What, 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 how old are you? Ten. Ten years old. Perfect age. Ten is my favorite age. Well, that's not true. I have fifteen is my favorite age, and seventeen is my favorite age. How? What's what's going? How was your Hanukkah? Good. Good. What did you get out of Hanukkah? And don't tell me like a Lego set or something like that. What did you get out of Hanukkah? I don't get it. I'm a girl. What's that? I don't get Lego sets. My brothers do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But you know what? In my family, we all play Lego. But anyways, what did you? What was the best part of your Hanukkah? 
um, probably um, singing with my family after we light a menorah. Oh my gosh! Or, oh my gosh! That is my favorite part too. I love singing and we dance and I play piano and we put on music and we have a dance dance fest and that is my favorite part. It's, or, where my favorite part is um, like going to my grandparents. That's so beautiful. Where do, do they live in Brooklyn? Um, one does and one lives in Lakewood. Oh, very nice. So you, so you traveled one night. You got to stay up late, huh? Mm-hmm. And also, um, like people think presents is the best part. I don't think it's the best part. Ah, you know what? Presents are so overrated because the truth is, I give my kids presents not on Hanukkah. I well, I try to try to. I like to give my kids presents just just because because you know what? Do something nice for them or buy them something nice in the middle of the year in February twenty third just because you want to buy something nice for them, not because. The retail stores want to make extra money making sales. You know what I mean? And then also, um, like my parents, like they, like they're not into giving Hanukkah presents, but like they always give Hanukkah presents. They like, always give presents, like all year round. Like, like not like necessarily like I come home from school and they say, um, here summer, um, I brought you a little um toy set or something like that. But but you like know not every day like every once a month maybe. But you know what you know what that is so nice because that means they're thinking of you. You know, for example, if your mother goes to a store and she sees something that she knows that you like, and she says, "Oh my gosh, I know that my kid likes this," and she picks it up and she brings it home. She says, "You know, why I bought this because I was thinking about you, and and this reminded me of you." There's no better feeling than that. You know, there really is no better feeling than that. Yeah, but also, it's not good if, like, your parents give you, like, every single day, like, every single second. Like, no, no, I don't think they were talking about that. But you know what? You could do that to your parents, too. You could sometimes do something, or you know, that you know your parents like just because, just because you want to show them that we love them. You know who does that all the time, every single day? The Rabona Shalom. Hashem shows us every day all sorts of things just because, for no apparent reason. You know, I think about the fact that the world was made in color. I think that's Hashem's chesed to us. Didn't have to make it in color. Could have been right. black and white. Why do you need color? Because right. it just and makes also, it prettier. Yeah. And also, I'm like, like every so often, I like once, like I, I give my mother and father presents, like. Like once I bought flowers and I put another them in and I left it on their um, night table and like I do you, like that type of stuff. You sound okay. like such an awesome kid. I bet you your parents love you and are so proud of you and so happy you called in because you're setting a great example for so many other kids. And also, um, my sister wants to speak. Okay, let me hear. Let me hear what she has to say. Hello. Hello, sister. How are you? Uh, How old are you? Twelve. Turning twelve. How old? I'm eleven, turning twelve. I, I can't tell, but you sound like, okay, you're eleven. Tell me what's on your mind. What's the topic? There is no topic. We're just talking about what you got out of Hanukkah. Well, we didn't really get personal 
Hanukkah presents? No, I, was, I didn't like, mean presents. I didn't mean presents. What did you get out of Hanukkah? What was your lesson from Hanukkah? What did you learn? Like, you're nothing like that. You're nothing more special than family, and that, like. Ah, and, that's a great family, and, This is a great family. That's and great. That, and that also, um, um, that we really have to thank Hashem for for um, what happened to the Maccabees and that they actually won the war. That is so, so right. And they actually won the war, but you know what? The whole war was in order for them to light the aura of Torah. And everything in the world that happens, everything that happens is only for one purpose, so that we should be able to learn Torah. That means... But, but what, what the biggest news was is they actually like, won the war and that they found the Pachshama. Right, but the whole purpose of winning the war was in order to learn Torah. It wasn't for any other reason. And just to win a war, ah, people win wars all the time. You know what? Right. This was a war. But not like, the, like a teeny little war consisting of like only 100 men, 200 men against like a war, a fam, a army of, of like a few but, thousand. But guess what? Think about the little, every day. Think about the little tiny Israel with their little tiny army. Surrounded by billions of Arab smelly soldiers. Billions. Just right, but they they have um the support, like the money from other countries that 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 are rooting for them and that wanna help them and like give them money and not, like when 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 Israel was in the middle of a war, I forgot which one, then America sent over planes and and, and, yeah, but, and but, painters but and they painted the planes like then they didn't have that, like, help. Wait, 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 wait. No, I disagree. America sending stuff to Israel. Isn't America sending stuff to Israel? It's Hashem sending stuff to Israel. He's just using America as his shliach. Everything that comes to Eretz Yisrael. So you think that our, our ding-dong president is going to go, he had the idea of sending because he's, he's a tzaddik and he likes Eretz Yisrael? It's no, it's because Hashem sent the thought into his empty head to, 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 to knock around in there that says, hey, maybe send some stuff to Israel. And, and he probably doesn't even know why he did it. He's probably upset about it. But it's Hashem always, <laughs> always that send that whatever happens with Eretz Israel is all Hashem, everything happens. And any time a world leader makes a decision, because Hashem tells him to. It says in Mishlei, Lev Melachim V'yad Hashem. Right, but now um, Israel's army is much bigger than the Chashmanan. Yeah, but you know something? It's not Israel's army that's winning the war. It's all the people that are learning Torah that are giving Israel's army the power to win the war. Right. In Eretz Yisrael, it's all the B'nai Torah and all the Gedolim and everybody that's sitting and learning. They're standing behind the soldiers and it's their Zechut that wins the war. Right, like I know a song that, like, I'm not going to sing it, but like, okay. it, it says like that, um, like, Vargas, that like, there's two kinds of soldiers, one, one holds the safer, and then the other one holds the gun. Uh-huh. Together 100%. they fight. 100%. Okay, thank you for calling.
Really good okay. contribution. Have have a good night. Hi, you Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, hello? Hi there. Hi. Um, we're two friends calling, and there's this kid in our class, and she really wants to be our friend. And she, whenever she wants to be our friend, she always picks one of us. And so annoying, she's so clicky to one of us, she, she can never be friends with both of us. Do you mind me asking how old you are? We're like 12. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever approached her together and said to her, you know, we, we really would like to both be your friends, but, but we don't like it when you divide and conquer. See, it's something, like, very important about 12-year-olds. 12-year-olds already have, like, quasi-developed brains. <laughs> you're already thinking as individuals. Like, you're almost adults. So if something is explained to you the right way, you could probably understand it. And if you explain it to her, she might understand yeah, we told her, but she didn't listen. Ah, but see, she you're still not wants to be our friend, but she's like cookie. You're not hearing what I said. I didn't say tell her. The big difference between telling somebody and explaining something to somebody. Telling somebody, well, what's the difference between telling and explaining? Explaining is explaining what you're saying. Explaining is in a way that includes her in the process and says, you know what? Listen, we know you want to be our friends, and we'd like you to be our. We like to be your friends too. So let me help you to be able to figure this out. Telling her means, listen here, you can't be friends with both of us. You have to be friends with both of us. You can't be friends with one of us. That's telling her. You get it? Oh yeah. So you have to explain, try. Explain it to her. Try and call me back. Tell me how it goes. Okay. Thank you. Okay, you got it. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, somebody's in. Hey, hey, somebody sounds like they're. Hello. Hello, you're on the air. Me? Hi, yeah, you. Um, what's it called again? I don't know. Um, what is it called again? Um, that you know that Hanukkah is such a great thing, but you know some people they like need to get presents. If they don't get the best thing, they start complaining. Why do you think a person has that problem? Because, like, now, when you go to school, everyone starts asking, hey, what did you get for your Okay, hey, if you didn't get the greatest thing, you're like, whatever. So I think that that's a good point. The first problem is that some people, some parents go, like, bananas and, like, buy... Can you lower the noise or go somewhere quiet? Yeah, I'm going to go quiet. Okay. Some parents are, like, go bananas and do, like, really silly things for Hanukkah and buy, like, really ridiculous presents. I think that those parents, I mean... I don't think that's such a great idea anyways. But I think that some, some parents like their kids to feel like, oh, I want my kid to feel like he's better than everybody else. But does a kid really feel good when like, he comes to school and he says, like, hey, I got a Rolex watch for Hanukkah. And everybody's looking at him like, uh? Like, oh, man. Like, that's weird. You know, but I... I if, if you saw somebody that got, like, this really great present and you didn't get such a great present, do you think you'd be jealous? Nah. No, but, like, the, these kids, like, they get their present just to say, yeah, I got this present. Okay. Okay. And also, when the per- the kid that said before is that there's why do we celebrate the maze of the lighting, not the maze of the words, because we want to show that Hashem did something special for us, something that he didn't even need to do with the candles, not for which... Uh, Hashem really, we had to win the war, otherwise we would have been dead. But the candles, which we didn't even have to do because 
it was most of us were Tommy. Tommy. Okay, that's very nice. I was thinking about a different thing. What I was thinking was that it's always destroying something is a necessary evil sometimes. They had to win the war and they had to fight the war and they had to kill and destroy. But the real way to save the world is by lighting the Torah. By lighting the light of the Torah and learning, that's the real way to save the world. And if the whole world, would, all the Jews would learn Torah, then you know what? There would be no evil in the world anymore. There would be no room for evil to exist. It would be obliterated. Because all the Kiddushah would take over and it would permeate and it would just, just take over. So the, the fact is that the, the war was a very difficult war, but the objective was to light the candle of Torah to spread the, the, the warmth and the Kedusha of the Torah. Anyways, you sound like a really smart kid. How old are you? I'm 11. 11 years old. I tell you something. You, you, you're talking like much older than 11. But do you have older brothers and sisters? Um, I'm the oldest boy, but not the oldest girl. Aha, uh -huh, you're the oldest boy. So how many girls are you, uh, older than you? Four. Four girls. So you're really like, a, are you a middle child or a younger child? Um, middle, younger. Middle, youngest? Okay. Well, you're very smart, and your parents should be very, very happy because after four girls, they got a really smart boy. So tell them that there's a lot of action going to be coming out. You're going to sit in your box face. You're going to be a big time of Chacham. You hear me? Yeah. And that's it. And that, that's because you know what? You have good examples, and that, that's the way it goes. That should be everybody's objective. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Hello there. How are you tonight? Hello. How are you? Hi. Um, I want to say a story that happened to me in the beginning of Hanukkah. I learned a lesson. Oh, please tell me. I'd love to hear it. So. We went to the store to buy presents for my nephews and nieces. And me and my sister wanted... You're such a nice aunt. What? That is such a nice aunt. <laughs> and then and me and my sister, we decided that we, we should get, like, my whole family, like, my mom and father, um, a gift. So we both, we got it secretly and we wrapped it. And then we gave it to them by the, by when we lit. And then, um, and then we just, we agreed that it, it wouldn't, like, it's not... It's fair because, because like, usually every year we get something for each other. So this year we learned in school that it's better to get to give a gift, like give people more enjoyment, and so that you should always think of other people. So that that's a beautiful story. But let me ask you a question now. Now that you experienced it, didn't it feel better to give a gift than to get a gift? Yeah. It certainly did. And do you know something in the Torah? That there's something called Tovar Hana'a. You know what Tovar Hana'a is? Yeah. Okay, so Tovar Hana'a is, just for anybody who doesn't know, is the enjoyment of giving something, specifically Terumah. person wants to give Terumah to a Kohen, and yeah, he gets you it. That yeah, school. you learned that. He gets enjoyment out of giving it to the Kohen, and someone is not allowed to take away someone else's Tovar Hana'a. It's worth something. And it's so much better to give than to get. Because when you give, you both get. And then actually we ended up getting some other people. Okay, okay. But you know what? The best thing is to get the, to be thankful to Hashem that you have a family and, and, and health and able to light Hanukkah. You know, there are many generations that 
Jews were not able to light Hanukkah. And we're very lucky we live in a country where we're allowed to light and freedom. Think about other countries that are beginning to have anti-Semitism. We're very lucky. We're very lucky. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thanks for a great story. By the way, one second. What did you get your parents? What was the gift? Um, like, I got I got something that has to do with them. Like. Oh, okay. So I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. That's fine. Okay. You know, you're so smart. You know how to protect privacy. I know some kids are just like blurted out. Very smart. Okay. You're getting better. The more I talk to you, you get better. Okay. I'll speak to you. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. How are you? Hi, I got my life spelling test. A 34, just because of one word, sky. A 34? A 34 you got? Yeah. From one word? Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. That word was worth 66 points? Yeah. What was the word? How many letters did that word have? Five. Five. Oh, my. Well, it, it, how often do you get spelling tests? Every Thursday. So forget about it. You have till next Thursday to do better. No big deal. You, you failed this one, you'll pass the next one. Right? Yeah. It's only a spelling test. It's a bunch of words. I wouldn't cry about it. I huh? betcha I wouldn't be upset about it. I betcha there are... Uh, are there things that you're good at? Yeah. Tell me something you're really good at. Sports. What's that? Sports. Sports? Okay. Yeah. So that's great. So you know what you can do with sports? You got to lower the noise in the background side. You lower the noise, lower the radio. Okay. Okay. You know what? Just tell them to lower the radio because I'm, I'm hearing too much feedback in back. Or go somewhere, or go away from the radio. Can you go away from the radio? Because I want to tell you something. You know, if you're good in sports, you could teach kids that are not good in sports how to play, and you could save a kid's life. Because if a kid is not good in sports, to be in yeshiva is sometimes so difficult. If you could teach a kid how to throw a ball or catch a ball or, 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 or play sports or even appreciate sports, you could give a kid a very big gift and help a kid be accepted into his whole class. And that's great. That's something that and, and everybody should think about doing because it's a real chesed. All right? And it's a lot more important than spelling. Okay? Okay. All right, thanks for calling. Hi, you're on the air. I'm on the air. Nisim, you're on the air. Anyways, you know what? I, I, I think that Hanukkah is not a lot of cleaning, not a lot of cooking, <laughs> not long hours in shul. It's just, a, it's just like a, a overall just like super duper like fun holiday. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. My favorite part of Hanukkah was lighting the menorah. That is so cool. What do you do? You light your own menorah, or does your father light for everybody? I light my own menorah. Okay, because Svetadim, your father lights. I know. 
Menorah. For everybody. In my family, we do it a little different. Everybody has their own menorah. I say the bracha, and they all light. This way, we kind of like do the Ashkasvard thing. <laughs> How old are you? Twelve. Twelve years old. You feel so important lighting the menorah. Yeah. Do you realize the mitzvah that you're doing is the same mitzvah that Rechaim Kanievsky did, and it's the same mitzvah that Rav Steinman does, and it's the same mitzvah that the Chazunish did, that, that Rav Baruch Bear did. It's the same, same mitzvah. It's not to be believed. I'm doing the same thing. You think, but you're a little kid. What shaykhs do you have? But nope. When we accepted the Torah, it was like, it was like for everybody, and it gives every, every Jewish soul a chance to get close to Hashem. I think that is so awesome. Wow. All right. Thank you for calling. Bye. Bye-bye. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi, how are you? Hi, um, there's a few girls, like, they're very, like, snobby, and they're, like, they're mean to everybody, and then, like, nobody likes to, like, do, do like, in my class, and nobody likes to do anything with our class because of those girls, and I work so hard, and it's not fair. I feel very bad for those girls. Can someone please help them? They sound Everybody like they, tries, but they don't, like, get it. They sound like they need help. What do you think they need? I don't know. Nobody, like, everybody's embarrassed, like, scared of them. Scared of them? Like, what do they do? They, they, they bully you? They don't, like, bully, but they're just, like, like, same things. Like, and they're like, oh, that's so weird, and they, like, make fun of things, and they say, like, they make everything, like, bad. Does your, does your, do your teachers notice this? No, they don't really do it when they're there. Uh-huh. You know what? This is a very hard problem. I get this problem. But how many girls in your class? How many girls are there in my class yeah. altogether? Yeah. 28. 28. So do you think that 24 girls could, like, create a population that would kind of, like, drown out these girls? I don't think so, unless, Why? like, you tell me what to tell them. They don't have to say anything to them. All they have to do is create achdut. If they create achdut, then there's going to be no room for them. If the whole class is psyched about doing something, the whole class is excited about doing something, and these four ding-dongs are sitting there, oh, it's so stupid, oh, we don't want to go, oh, who cares? Everybody's going to look at them and say, like, hello? Go yeah, back well, to everybody the knows them as like the snob. So let's say we're, like we have like a thing like it's choir. So like nobody likes to do our class because like we're like the like the snobs. You know what I'm saying? So is it more than four girls? No, it's two girls. Two girls, and two girls have the power to control the whole class. I don't know. Just everybody knows them. Like oh, they're in that class. Oh, they're very popular. They're very popular. That bothers me. How come? Why is nasty popular? And everybody's scared of them. It's like, it's very, like. So they're not, not popular. They're just nasty, and people just don't want to bother them. No, everybody's scared of them because she's popular. What could she do? I don't know. You think, we, you, think you could tell, like, the teacher? Or are they going to, like. Well, I, I, I think that. 
only way to tell a teacher is if you tell a teacher like we're really we're really worried about this girl because nasty girls grow up to be nasty adults but we're not worried about them it's their problem you should be worried about them oh, you should be yeah. worried about them because you no. know what it's your problem and you know what you feel bad for them <laughs> but they don't feel bad for us so what Hashem doesn't tell you to feel bad for somebody only when they feel bad for you your job is to be worrying about every other Jew. And it doesn't make a difference if the other Jew worries about you. You have to worry about them anyways. That's what Hashem does. What about Hashem when he gives everything to people who are not religious? Don't deter on mitzvot. And Hashem takes care of them anyways. Hashem said, why? So we should, like, ignore them? Ignore them or, like, try and say, like, hey... What's the deal? Why are you being nasty? Maybe you could be nice, and maybe you'll get, like, a friend or two. Yeah, well, then they'll snob us out. All right. <laughs> and you'll feel dumb for saying that. The thing is like this. They can't snob you out if you don't want to be with them. It's like somebody, like... Well, you'll be, like, with a whole group of people, and be like, oh, you're very snobby. It's not good to be snob, like, bye, and then they'll feel bad. They'll, like, cry or something. Well, maybe they'll learn, maybe they'll understand that, you know what, so, there should be somebody that could be sit, able to sit down with them and say, listen, we really don't like it when you're like this. And if you want to be part of our group, then you got to change your ways. It just, it's it's not, you know. We can't see that. them They're popular. We can't, like, you can't just do something to them. It's, then they'll start up a fight with the whole clay. This, this, they're popular. They have like a magic wand. What are they like? Turn you into a frog? See, this is the thing. It's called. It's a mind game. They've convinced all of you that they're better than you, and the truth is they're not. That's the weakness. That's a porcupine. He puts his quills out. And he says, "Like, stay away from me," because. But you know what? If you take the quills off a porcupine. He looks like a gerbil. <laughs> he's like, without his quills, he's a nothing. He's, he's lunch for, like, any, any animal that, like, walks by. They're not fast. They're stupid looking. <laughs> they roll and they, 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 their quills get caught and stuff. Is it true the person who are, like, popular will end up with no friends one day? You can't make a general rule, but generally if a person, it says, a, 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 it says, is there somebody that's popular and they're nice to people, then they're not going to lose their friends. But if they're snobs, then yeah. If a person's boreach acharei kavod, the kavod runs away from them. A person runs after kavod, kavod runs away from them. A person is popular, but doesn't do it in a snobby way. No, I don't think that. I think that on the contrary, then they're popular because they're nice. What is the easiest way to be popular? The best way to be popular is just to be nice. And okay. they're not really they're not really popular. They're just they're just like they're just like like they're just like uh I don't know. That's okay, not popular because you know what? If would anybody like at the end of the day, would anybody like really say, Oh, these are my best friends? Nah. Well like some people say, Oh, so who who's like your best friend? Like but, and the girl thinks she she wants she wants to know everybody's life, and it's very annoying to tell me because I don't have a best friend. I I, I don't think that I think I, I first there's a lot of best friends. I think my I think I am my best friend. <laughs> <laughs>
So I usually say, I don't know, friends are like everybody. I don't have like a best friend. But like some people would be like, oh, I like, they'll like, even if you're not their best friend, they'll like tell you, like, they'll be like, oh, very you know nice, but like, if, hi. If she's got a good snack today, then she's my best friend. <laughs> and also, I have another question. Yes. Um, there's one girl who, who, like, she was crying the other day, and I asked her what happened, and she didn't want to tell me what happened. And she said that, um, whatever, I was writing here, and I asked her what happened, and she didn't want to tell me. She goes and runs in my face, and she goes to tell someone else what just happened to her. That's very hurtful. I would be very and, hurtful. And then today, she was telling the person who she went, right, and she said, I asked her what happened. Are you still upset about that person? So she, she, so she said. Um, she then she said again. I don't want to talk. To you. I don't want to talk to you. I'm talking there, and she right away said, "Could you get out of here?" Right. So you know what? Sometimes people are like that, and it, it's just not worth it to make an issue out of it. So just like take it for what it is. You you met well, which is very 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 nice. And she didn't want to hear it. You never know when someone's upset about something. They, a lot of times, people do like really silly things. That also, are like when like they do something dumb, it's not your problem. It's not you. You don't need to get in. Like you don't need to get upset. It's their problem. They have an issue. Right, but the truth is, but she's human, and it does hurt. She wanted to help, tried to be nice, and the girl wasn't nice back. So I say, listen, you're the one that's being nice, and pass on the girl. Say hasta la vista. Have a nice night. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? How are you? Good. What's going on? I didn't actually have a favorite part of Hanukkah. I liked all of it. Ha, ha, ha. Smart man. You, you, just, you just made me smile. That's great. I'm so happy for you. What... what let me ask you a question. Do you, does your mother make good potato latkes? No, I don't like latkes. Really. You don't like latkes? Not really. It's legal cholesterol. It's like really, it's good fat food. Latkes and donuts and all this stuff. I bought donuts yesterday and I bought 10 donuts and four of them didn't have jelly in them. It was a catastrophe. I wanted to go back the next day and ask for a bowl of jelly. They, 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 they jipped me out of jelly. They were jellyless donuts. So, do, do you like donuts? Depends what type. Any type, whatever. Uh, jelly, custard, uh, face. Oh, you teaching them wrong habits. I'm sorry to me? tell you. Yes. Listen. They always saw wrong habits. I don't know if that's true. Because I didn't say eat donuts every day. Right, say, but you're say, talking about 10, 10 donuts, you know what you are. I have, mashallah, I have a family. I didn't okay. eat one of the 10 donuts. Oh, okay, so. Oh. They weren't for you're, me. You're, they were for my kids to okay. go to school with. Okay, no, but, I don't uh, eat the donuts. We got the impression that you were I upset about the food donut without the cherry. In my day, <laughs> I have to tell you, at, there was a, there's this place in Gaula, Uri's, that makes fresh donuts. And there's a line around the block to get these donuts. And they fry them fresh, and they have a deal. If you buy five, you get the sixth donut free. So I used to work in the yeshiva. I used to go and I used to take orders from all the bakram. 
And I used to, let's say, order 30 donuts. And then I used to go to Uri's with a cab. So if I order 30 donuts, how many free donuts am I going to get? Anybody? Six, right? Yeah. Okay. So I figured I'd get six donuts and I'd sell them and I'd make some money. Right? But I never got mm-hmm. it. They never survived the cab ride home. <laughs> By the time I got back to Yeshiva, all the extra donuts were eaten up. I'd eat all six. I thought I'd sell them, but I never got to. I would eat them. They were so good. They were in, so Israel, good. in Israel, is a souvganiot. Uh, uh, insane. They're so it's good. really, really something. He used to make them tari yeah. and, and out of the oil, and he couldn't make them quick enough. So you got them mamash, mamash, that they were just... And with caramel inside, oh my, I hope he's I still alive. I, I did one time to my sister-in-law. She was in the army and she asked me to do uh, for a soldier. I did 600 jelly donuts. Holy and mackerel. you know what? I couldn't come close to the frying pan. All my skin my body was smelling like oh oil gosh. i couldn't take a, a donut for for a year <laughs> just to get out of this uh my, you know kitchen my brother used to work in a, in a in a factory that made donuts and donut mixes he used to test it out in the beginning he used to eat by the end of the summer he couldn't even look at it sometimes he used to bring home a five gallon tub of chocolate icing and we'd sit there with spoons. We'd eat it like pudding. It didn't work anymore. <laughs> All right. Some guy's still listening to us. All right. Have a, have, have a good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello there. Hi. How are um, you? Good. Um, I want to ask you a question. It doesn't really have to do with Hanukkah, but... Okay. Um, in school... I don't do so great, and I, I don't get such good marks, and I try very hard, but so when second. we get the test back... Wait, 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 one second. I'm so glad you corrected yourself. Not getting good marks does not mean you don't do so great. School is about a lot of different things. Marks is a very small part of it. Doing great in school means being about, about being about chesed, doing, being nice, listening to the Musa that the teachers tell you, being a part of the school, behaving like, like, a, like a good Jewish person. That's what doing well in school is. Grades, okay, that's part of it. Not everybody can do good in grades. That's like, it's not a big, that I would never, ever, ever judge a kid by the grades that they get. Because some of the best kids that I knew failed. And there's that. Anyway, so tell me, when they give out tests, um, when they give back the test after um, we t- um, when they give it back, um, everyone always announces their marks and they ask each other. But like, I don't really want to say. I'm saying like, either I could say and be embarrassed, or like, should I just be quiet? What should I do? I would, I would, I would be quiet, or I would just make up a grade. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like, yeah, I got 92. Nobody's business. You know what? You can have in your mind. That you're not talking about your test. That you're talking about, like, that you had 92 Mike and Ikes. Like, I don't know, whatever. You, you don't have to, you don't have, first of all, you don't have to be embarrassed. Because somebody who announces their grade is nauseous. I'm so sorry. It's like, I'm very poor at math. And 
I used to have a teacher. Oh, I hope she never listens to the show. She may not be alive. There were 10 kids in the class because I came from a small town. And she used to have 10 math problems on the board. And on the table, she used to have 10, nine pieces of candy, starting with a big candy bar and going smaller and smaller and smaller. And the last thing was a stone, a little pebble, a stone, not a candy, a stone. And everybody used to go up to the board. The first guy that got the answer right, he got to pick the biggest candy. And the last guy got the stone. I had a bag of stones. And my father once asked me, he said, Simeon, why do you have a bag of stones in, 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 your, in your briefcase? I told him the story. He didn't believe me. He says, I can't believe your teacher is really doing that. I said, yeah. She also used to hit, hit you on the head with the math book if you did something wrong. And my father was like very involved in the school. And at one of the meetings, someone told this story. That's why your head is so flat? That's why my head is so flat. That's why I also <laughs> have a lot of damage to my brain. But... But the fact is that that it was it was embarrassing, but the worst was when the kid that got the biggest candy bar used to sit and say, "Ah, oh, I got the biggest, I got the biggest." So I would much rather be me than be him, because you know what? I am what I am. Math is just not my thing. Well, maybe it would have been if I would have studied harder. But right now, at my age, who cares? But the fact is that he has a real problem. Kids that announce are great. I would say just pick a number and just announce it. Okay, fine. Okay. I Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Simcha, I want yeah. to ask you something. Yes. Do you think that uh, many times we see that uh, the number one in class, later, you know, perspective of time, they're not so number one in the, in the, in the life. And the, the number 10 in the class becomes the star. 100%. And this is, uh, I would say that to all of us, don't look at the mark, don't look in the class, look at yourself, look at the mirror, and you see, I am unique. That's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me, and that's me, that's me. I love myself. That's this right. is supposed thing to be the first thing, that to, say, to love myself, and then you see that HaKadosh Baruch Hu don't do something silly. He brought us here to this world just in each of us as is different task. Different right. life, different niece you not. And you know, one time one kid is 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 Nisayon is the math. Some kids it's is Nisayon is history, some it is Gmar. So you have to find yourself. But the main problem the main issue is to love yourself and to love around yourself because this is the this is the blessing area. 100%. And if you surround people, surround yourself with people that love you and people you're good and people are good, that's the main thing. You know something? And we don't believe in you know the, these 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 brilliant giborim. You know something? It's about learning the Torah and and learning the midot in the Torah. It, it's I bet you you know, it, 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 there are people that are much brighter. But when I was in college, there was a man who was so brilliant. He was the most brilliant person that I ever met. And he was such a... Just a... a <laughs> I don't want a to behema. say... <laughs> he was such a behema. And he had no midot. And he was a disgusting person. But he had a lot of knowledge. But his knowledge didn't do anything for him. No. And and that's just the way it is. 
You know something? And one of some of those beautiful people that I know didn't succeed in school the best way. And it's that school is only somewhat of a criteria. I want to tell you, the, because we are we're talking about the Torah and we're talking about the, the Parashat HaShavua and Yosef, mm. this is for me, he is the character that we have to imitate. Right. It's, it's no, no, it is, it is, that's no wonder that why they call him Yosef HaTzadik, but, you know, the person that get abused uh, left and right, and he could be, as we say, the head of the mafia. Right. He could be the criminal. He could be, I don't know, whatever. Whatever he was so talented, beautiful person, he stood in his task one after one, not only, and when his brother come to him, he could, I tell you, a normal person would revenge them. Revenge this, you know, I, I don't know, it's unhuman what it is. You know, you know, it's a piece of that that I just thought of recently. He, can you imagine how bad he felt that after 17 years they didn't recognize him? Hello. He's sitting there, he probably sees them coming. He said, maybe they're going to feel bad. Maybe they're going to feel bad. They Hello. sold me and they don't even recognize him. How how little do they think of me that they don't even recognize me? Yes. They must have never existed. It must not be. They, they don't even know who I am. How insulting is that? If someone sees that you see somebody after a long time, do you do you recognize me? Do you know who I am? The person says, "No, I don't remember you." The, how insulted he could have been. His brothers, after only seventeen years, they don't even recognize him. Uh, you look. This this is not the. This is not. I think. But I'm saying that to show you how how. That that is such a such a insult in and of itself that he's meant so little to them. He'd say, "I've meant so. You sold me. You don't have any regret whatsoever." I, okay, that's what he did. It kind of task. But you say, as yourself, you see from the the that story about good. him that, that he was he was positive character. Do you know he was what, giving smile to everyone. Do you know he was caring he, about other people. If you look at the psukim, it says he walked over. To the Sarah Tabahim, and he walked yeah, over. Yeah, that's exactly. He cared about other he people. Cared, he why other are people. you upset? He cared about other people. He cared about this. He, he was active. He was trying to. He didn't blame nobody, you know. He didn't come to his brother. Oh, you did this. And he didn't come. He didn't throw it on them, you know. Just, you know, everything from Kadosh Baruch Hu, I know that I call it over, and that's what my path in my. This. And he become. I would say the most in all the history of the humankind was the 80 years control a country. Wow. You don't find it in, in the history. So let's hear oh, the, the uh, you know, let's get the... Yeah, yeah. Hi, again. you're on the air. Hello. Hi there. Hi, I have a science teacher, and, like, she doesn't let you show your mic to anyone. She's smart. Like, even your family. So, like... Um, in my class, they can understand because, like, some girls, like, don't get good marks. Like, my family, everyone, like, How I don't understand why she wouldn't let us show my mark to my family. Like, everyone usually, like, knows that I'm getting. How, do you, how does she know what you do at home? She just, I don't know, but she said you can't show it to anyone at home. Like, if you get a good mark, you want to show it to people in your family. I think that's a little silly. I mean, I would think if my I, kid... I don't know. It like, sounds like sounds strange. Let's yeah. say this. It's strange. I don't know what a motive around it. Maybe if my kid knows. came and said, I, my teacher says I can show you my grade, I'd say that's something fishy about that. It's, it's only, you could show your parents, but like, nobody at home, because she claims that like you'll get jealous. And she said if 
you don't do any on your mark at home, then you could get a plus one. I don't think it's fear. Maybe maybe she's saying that, you know, she's making a suggestion that to maybe not to make create jealousy in, in, in the family. She's right, but then you can't. She's saying it maybe not such a good idea. Right, but if like my whole family like gets the same mark as me, then why can't I show it to them? You and can show if it I to do, them. then I can't get a plus one. Forgive me, science teacher, but you can show it to them and be proud. <sighs> okay. Thank you. All right, you got it. How are you on the air? Hello? Am I on the air? You are on the air. Do you feel it? I do not feel it. You don't okay, feel it? I have, I have feel a problem. It? I'm in a high school. I'm in 10th grade. Okay. The 12th graders, they they don't um talk to me. I won't ask one of them. Like, if you ask them the time, they won't answer you. It makes me feel very... Well, um, a uh, little self worth. So let me let me tell you something. So listen, Sadiq. You you, you don't you don't need twelfth graders to talk to you. <laughs> they, they, I'm sure that they they uh, there is there a base Swedish in your yeshiva? Is there a base Swedish in your high school? No, no, no. They're twelfth grade. I'm no, I'm saying, but, but I'm saying, if you is there a base Swedish in your yeshiva? No, there's no base Swedish. There's no base Swedish. So 12th graders that don't talk to you, they're, they're just like, they're 12th graders. who <laughs> They're seniors. They got senioritis. But, but, but don't worry. In June, they're going to become nobodies again. <laughs> and in yeah, two, it's, and it's, two it's years, really it would like be... It's really like all the 12th graders. What? Like even like the, it's really like all the 12th graders. Like even like the good kids, the ones who learn a lot, they no. also don't talk to me. But you know, there's a, there are two things. First of all, there is a natural age difference that you can't you can't ignore. I mean, they're at a certain age where they want to interact with kids their own age. That is a natural thing. I know the like ask them the time. Like that's called not interacting with kids that are. Maybe they don't know how to tell time. <laughs> you know what, Tadik? I get it. I feel bad. And it's certainly something that they should work on, but I don't think it has anything to do with you. I think it's, yeah, it's something that... It to me. You know what? If they don't want to talk to you, then they're not worth it. Then they're not worth it. If, if they don't see that, hey, you got it going on, and you the man, and they don't want to get a piece of you, then you don't need to give it to them. So, so should I do with the younger kids? Yeah, of course you should talk to younger kids. You should talk to younger kids. Don't do this to younger kids. It's a not nice thing to do. Well, but like sometimes like we lose it. Like today, they took all the supper and they couldn't get it back because they didn't want to talk to me. You know what? Sounds like the, they, the, the, the yeshiva needs to work on Midos. Maybe the Mashkiach needs to talk about it. I think that... I think that uh, you work on yourself, you'll be good. All right? Thanks for calling. I don't know. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi, how are you? Good. We have a few contests in my class, and and last contest I was the best in my class, and most kids in my class, they make trouble, and they make fun of me that... that I was, I was the best, and I got the most points, and I, and I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. You should 
understand this is a big nisayon. It's a big test. And you should continue to be the best because that's a very good thing. And just don't rub it in their face. You, If you try to be the best and you get the best, you deserve the best and enjoy it. But just, yeah. you know what? You know what? If someone walks, walks over to you and makes fun of you, so you could say, hey, man, you want me to help you? I'll help you do better. Like, what's the big deal? You want me to teach you how to be the best? I'll teach you how to do it. It's called hard work or something like that. You can, you can, but, you know, but if you, like, walk around like, I am the best, better than the rest, then, you know, what? then people don't like that. But it doesn't sound like you do that. Well, I don't. So people are naturally jealous, unfortunately. And some people are not. But Torah people, Torah people are hopefully not. But some people are jealous, and there's nothing you can do. Enjoy your position of best, and you should always work to go higher and higher. Hey, thank you, bye. Okay, bye. Anyways. So, so anyways. So, Hanukkah is, what do we get out of Hanukkah? That was a topic. No, really, but we're talking more about friends. When you have kids in class, you have kids in school that are giving you problems that are not nice, fighting against them is not the answer. Fighting against them is not the answer. You have to just be nice, do nice. Don't let them change your attitude, and you will see that they'll change. Because ma'at or doche harbe ma'achoshech. A little light is going to take away a lot of the darkness. If one person starts being nice and two people start being nice, you can change the whole, whole dynamic of the class. We have one last caller, maybe. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Hi, um, how are you? I think my, I think my opinion, the yeshivas, they have to learn Quran as midas. Because when you learn, they don't teach that. They don't teach that's the biggest problem in the world. First of all, I have a problem saying they don't teach it. I think that we all need to learn Midos on a daily basis. We all answer. I mean, Midos is something we all have to be mechazik in. The Yeshivas do teach Midos, but I think it's something that we sometimes take for granted. Uh, actually, they don't. They're just talking. Let me tell you, and this is my life. Let's go to the Yeshiva. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. I don't know what, what just happened. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi, we want to go on. You're the on. You're on. You are on. Oh. <laughs> you're on. You're on. You're on. You're on. You're on. Chill out. You're on. Oh, um, we wanted to... We want before we, when we got disconnected. I wanted to say one more thing, but like we were learning in school, like about Kamacha, like we were like going into it, and like my class has like a little bit of a problem with like being quiet when somebody else is talking. So like it's very annoying, like when you like raise your hand for a question and you finally get answered because she doesn't answer you very quick, and then like you finally got answered, and then like somebody starts talking, and then. And then my teacher always says, I can't, you can't talk when somebody else in the class is speaking. And like, then she, has, she says, there's people talking, we have to stop. And you're raising it for so long, and then somebody ruins it for you. It's very frustrating. But you know what? Midot are something that a person has to work on with all their koach. 
and they don't come naturally. And it's just the class has to. What is the first stage? And of while working? while we were learning about it, girls were doing it, and like my teacher was getting so frustrated because it's a habit. Like, because it's a habit. And people get into the habit, and it's very hard no, to break no, the no, habit. No, 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 no. Right. <laughs> All right. Listen, you know what? I mean, daughter, something. You, you guys will grow up and you'll see. You'll be all right. That's it. You will be. Okay. Anyways, this is Simcha Cohen. I want to say that I am on J Root Radio. J Root Radio is all the time Torah, all the time positive, all the time spreading the word and inspiration. And J Root needs your support. So. We need you to con give your contributions to J Root Radio and to support this radio station because this is a station that needs your support to keep going on. We've been through our tests and God willing we'll come out of them. But through everything, through everything, the station's never been silenced. Never. Whether it was with apps, whether it was online, or whether it was on the wire, it's never been silenced. So stand up for the message of J Root Radio. Contribute anything, anything. Text in your contribution so you can feel a part of this miraculous, fabulous station that we have. Thank so, you. This is me, Simcha Cohen. I love this station. It's my biggest zechut and my biggest joy to be here.